New Hampshire's home for sports. On ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. I'm so glad we had this time together Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we have to sing so I've seen a lot of sights and traveled many miles Shook a thousand hands and seen my share of smiles I've caused some great concern and told one too many lies And now I see the world through these subtle jaded eyes And welcome to another edition of The Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire I'm your host Jimmy Murphy And whoa, nice cut there <laughs> Right as I'm choking here uh, Jimmy Murphy here, The Stretch Run it always works out like Yeah, that. yeah. You got that little itch in the throat there, it can't, it right? can't be smooth. Come on. No, everything was smooth until the last 10 seconds of the song. <laughs> Welcome to Stretch Run here in a hump day. And a happy new year to you from the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host here. We are the Stretch Run. I am your host, Jimmy Murphy, here on ESPN New Hampshire. You have... One of the worst assembled blue lines in the history of the organization. It's up. <laughs> yeah, it's up. The man who you think you should be depending on to, to carry the load is 39, and his legs are given out on him, and he skates like he's in molasses. Then you had the NFL on Saturday, which just ruined everybody's Christmas. And then you had the NBA games... You know, my Christmas sucked, actually. Like, uh, it was ruined uh, by Kevin Durant's softness, uh, by Rex Ryan's uh, incompetentness. And uh, the only That's thing I got, twice. really, was a, was a text message from my bookie saying, uh, I hope you have the money next week. So, <laughs> other than that, yeah, it was a great Christmas. But, no, seriously, if you go down the list, like, who, who was it a good Christmas for? Was it, you know, like, think about it. Christmas Eve, Derek Carr's in a hospital. All right, Christmas Eve. Uh, Jack Del Rio knows that Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is going to put a hit out on his life and, like, assassinate him. Uh, Rex Ryan knows he's going to get fired. Tyrod Taylor knows that he's unwanted. Oh, you know, we can go on and on. So, Merry Christmas? No, I don't think so. Do you think your new year, then, will be a little happier? Is it, is it showing some potential for being an okay weekend for you? No, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, at this point, I've given up all hope. I think 2017 <laughs> will just be worse than 2016 was. Garçon's playing right now. All of a sudden, he's like revitalized, isn't he? You sound yeah. I love when you say Pierre Garçon's last name. You say like extra Montreal. Yeah, they they rubbed <laughs> off of me, my man. <laughs> just like all that, it's just like all that poutine did on my gut. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about my career. <laughs> worried about your career means don't do heroin after the game. <laughs> like, you know, worried about your career doesn't mean no. Don't die for a loose ball. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You may bury me with an enemy in my cavalry. You can stack me on a pyre and soak me down with whiskey. Roast me to a black and crisp and throw me in a pile. I can really give a shit. I'm going out of style. 
Welcome to the final stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy, live from the Buffalo Wild Wings here in Conkin, New Hampshire. 8 Loudon Road right off the highway. Come on by. Got great prices. It's happy hour here at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Conkin. And, man, that had to be the best intro I've ever come into, one Justin Sullivan. I appreciate the hard work, my friend. That was classic. Yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting, putting that together. I, I, what oh, I re- my gosh. What I realized, and you know, you, you told me what you wanted to do for the song in the beginning, and started out, and I was like, you know what, that, that seems like a lot. You know, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to have enough clips to, to cover over it. <laughs> and then I started going back into the show, and I realized how many great guests you had. How many, Gabe, Cole, you know, Joe Haggerty, you name, Chris Price, all of these guys, Mario. I, I had too much. I had too much sound. I had to cut some of it out. I feel so bad. It's like you've had so many good guests. It's like, all right, I, I have Gabe and I have Cole, and that's about it. Because, you know, there were so many good guests. But I realized, too, you, you started every show the same way. So I, it was very easy. It was very easy to start, you know, start the song with that. But that was just classic. It was, it was, too, it was too much fun. It was too much fun yeah, to put that together. It, it was. And you know what? Now you've got a great demo reel. Yeah. I'm the one at that. That's for there sure. There you go, my friend. There you go. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a bittersweet time right now for both Sully and I. Yeah, of uh, course. You know, it's not the, necessarily the end of ESPN New Hampshire. They, uh, they're looking to possibly come back and rebrand themselves, and, uh, you know, we will see. We wish them the best of luck. And, um, but for now, this is the end of the stretch run, uh, and it's, it's been a ride. It's been one heck of a ride, man. It's been short for me. I've only been here since August. Uh, but I appreciate, you know, from the, I'll get these all out of the way now. Cause I know with Gabe at the end, we're not going to have time for thank you. So, yeah, of course not. <laughs> uh, as you heard there in the intro, so he'll have plenty to say, but, uh, you know, I want to thank from the top down, uh, you know, Tom Moynihan and of course, Justin Bassanelli, uh, Mike Grinnell, Nick Anasto, it's Pete Terrier, Pete Hoekster, uh, Laura Stalock. Uh, you know, everybody, of course you, Sully, and um, Alex, even our Alex, our intern as of late, he did a great job. Uh, just a uh, great time. Tim, Tim Glendai, thank you for your help in the beginning. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you, of course, to the listeners and all our followers and everything on Twitter. We appreciate it. Keep following us. Sully and I will still be up there. Uh, but, Absolutely. yeah, it is it's been fun, man. It has been fun, and here I am at a Buffalo Wild Wings, going out in style. Well, like I said, I said it to you yesterday. Garlic. And I said it barbecue. to you yesterday. You're at Buff Wild. You're at B Dubs, and you're going to have wings for the rest of the day. There's no better way to go out than B Dubs and wings. Like, come on. And brew yeah, talking tonight too. Exactly come on. Exactly right. It's the, I'll, I'll tell you if there was. If there's only one other pub I'd want to do this, and of course, it's up north in Montreal, McLean's. I know some of them are listening, so maybe uh, in the future we'll do some kind of radio show from there, yeah. Sally. Right. Love that. Sounds like a plan to me. But, uh, hey, uh, the Bruins, uh, you know we love our hockey here. We're going to have some hockey talk at the end. The Bruins are in Nashville tonight to play the Nashville Predators. I want to give a quick update for the listeners out there. It was just uh, seen on their Twitter page uh, that they will get Adam McQuaid back, likely. Tuka Rask is in net. Colin Miller will be the odd man out on D. Uh, and they take on the Nashville Predators down in Nashville at 8 o'clock. If you're in the Concord area, I highly suggest you come down in this Buffalo Wild Wings uh, on 8 Loudon Road. They've got plenty of TVs. But until we get to Joe Haggerty in the final hour, at the, or actually, we'll be talking hockey, obviously, at 440. Uh, we've got a very special guest. You've heard him yes. on here before oh, yeah. twice. Hall of Fame hockey scribe Russ Conway will join us at the end of the second hour. Uh, he was at the wake and the funeral services and memorial for Milt Schmidt, 
who passed away a week ago yesterday. So Russ will be talking about that and about Milt and about seeing all the Bruins greats there. And, of course, talk some hockey as well with us. Uh, it'll be the final time we'll have him on the air here. Uh, but before then, we have got you covered for Patriots, Texans, and NFL playoffs, as we always usually do on a Thursday and Friday. Of course, since we are not on tomorrow, this is the last show. This is essentially our Friday, and we will kick things off right after this segment with Mario Mergola of Sportfolio.com. Mario comes on, and we will bring him on, and he'll uh, help us navigate some picks through the playoffs. Chris Price will join us to close out this hour from WEEI.com. He is covering the Patriots, of course, for them, and he is down in Foxborough. He will join us right before he goes in for a press conference there uh, to talk about the Patriots-Texans. We'll continue our football talk with my former co-host, where it all started. I had to have him on the final show here. Got to have him on. He was part of the, uh, the maiden voyage of the stretch run, and that is WEEI's Pete Shepard. You can now hear him Excuse me, every Sunday uh, morning, uh, I think it's 9 to 1 o'clock for their pregame. Uh, their NFL Sunday, and then, of course, if it's a uh, 4 o'clock game, I think they start off at noon. Uh, we'll get all the, de- the correct details there, but, you know, of course, Pete is back at WEI, and he was nice enough to come on today for the final stretch run. He'll kick things off in the second hour. Then we will welcome on Cole Wright of NFL Network and look even deeper into the NFL playoffs, get a national perspective, and then, like I said, Russ Conway to close things out. Last hour, we got Joe Haggerty of Comcast Sportsnet New England to tee up the Bruins Preds. And then, of course, as you heard him many times in the open there, <laughs> our man, the one and only Gabriel Morenci, will be joining us from uh, Pearson Airport in Toronto as he awaits to board a flight. So we can only imagine how that one's going to go. You know he's going to be doing it as they're taxiing out to the runway. That, that's he's going to have a lot to say. Waiting to happen. Yeah, some, something's going to happen. It'll be great. So Gabriel Morenci will help close things out here in a stretch run. But... Uh, so listen, I was, uh, I was watching the, uh, the farewell speech for President Obama the other night. Did you see it, Sully? Uh, I caught glimpses of it. I caught pieces of it. Okay. So, I mean, look, I, as I've made it clear, I don't have a political side. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a liberal. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a conservative. I'm not far this. I'm not far that. I'm just whacked. <laughs> and I'll just you're say just, it. You're just Murph. You know, I... I yeah, I just, I'm very independent. I'm, you know, one second I could criticize Obama. The next side, side I could be defending him. Same with Trump. Well, I don't defend him too much. But it's just, I'm very neutral. As neutral as I can be. And there's a reason for that. But I, I just think because everything's so messed up right now. Um, but when it relates to sports, he got me thinking when he was talking the other day. And he was talking, basically pleading to your generation, Sully, and, and people younger than you yeah. right now to really seize the moment. Because, you know, whether you're Republican or a Democrat or what have you, we can all admit that we're not headed in a good direction right yeah, now. Yeah, no, doesn't look And good. it got me thinking about sports media, about media, and then about sports media specifically. And the thing that came to my head immediately, and we're going to play it right now, um, and then I'm just going to elaborate on I want to get this vent off before I sign off for I don't know how long. I might not have, never have a show again. I hope to. I'm not saying this is the end. I'm sure I'll do appearances on local radio stations and national stations. But I want to get this out there to our younger listeners. And, and I want them to be more like Mr. Sullivan here and be a go-getter and, and help to influence the way sports media is conveyed and, and transmitted and, and given to you. 
um, because I, I, I think it's gone down to tubes. And it got me thinking about a show called The Newsroom with Jeff Daniels. And some of our listeners might have seen it, some not. It's absolutely one of my favorite shows ever. And while I'm sad it didn't continue, it was perfect the way it ended. But this was how the first ever scene in the show started. And it pretty much describes America right now, our media, and in my eyes, our sports media. And I wanted to play this right now in our final episode. So, Sully, if you could uh, let that go right now. We'll go on to the next question. You, sir. My name's Stephen. Uh, I'm a junior, and my question's for Will McAvoy. Do you consider yourself a Democrat, a Republican, or an Independent? I consider myself a New York Jets fan, Stephen. <laughs> Since it's been brought up, you've almost religiously avoided stating or even implying a political allegiance. Is that because, as a news anchor, you feel the integrity of your broadcast would be compromised? That sounds like a good answer. I'll take it. <laughs> there was a short piece on Vanity Fair's website uh, by Marshall Westbrook. You probably saw it, where he calls you the Jay Leno of news anchors. You're popular because you don't bother anyone. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Jealous of the size of Jay's audience. Are you willing to say here tonight whether you lean right or left? I voted for candidates run by both major parties. Let's move on to the next question. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what... <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, the New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. I'm not letting you go back to the airport without answering the question. Well, our Constitution is a masterpiece. James Madison was a genius. The Declaration of Independence is, for me, the single greatest piece of American writing. You don't look satisfied. One's a set of laws and the other's a declaration of war. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is it not the greatest, the greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. You're... Let's talk about fine. The... Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of our paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey, and with a straight face, you're gonna tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. 
the UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yet you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is... There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors, we put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Enough? I don't know about you listening to that, I got chills. Because in my eyes, whoever wrote that nailed it. And that goes for America, that goes for media, and that goes for sports media right now. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this, like I told you, I'm getting all this out of the way now. If this may be my last show that I host on any airwaves, I plead like Obama did the other night to the youth, to Sully's generation, and to all of you. Follow your dreams and bring it. Don't let anything get in the way. We'll be back. The stretch run continues on ESPN The Hitch. Cut this pain from my heart. Try to find somebody generous, something to start. All the dogs on Main Street howl because they understand. If I could take this moment into my hands. Mr.
You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Christian and King. One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two, two. and now you're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no, it's just... And What's this guy, wrong with you? And this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over 20 physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residents in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Jeez, three states, come on. Weekdays, noon to three, on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Stress. It can make your heart race, your head pound, and your stomach churn. While a little stress can be a good thing and even help you perform under pressure, too much stress can be bad for your health, causing headaches, stomach pain, trouble sleeping, and even a weakened immune system. In the United States, it's estimated that up to 90% of visits to primary care doctors are due to stress-related health problems. It's hard to avoid stress altogether, but there are steps you can take to manage it. During National Stress Awareness Month in April, visit Optum.com stress for more information about how to prevent stress from getting the better of you, including stress first aid techniques you can do in the moment when you're feeling stressed, and stress prevention techniques to help change the way you approach and think about certain situations. To learn more, visit Optum.com stress. That's O-P-T-U-M dot stress. A public service message from this station. Imagine this. Your 13-year-old son is at his friend's house. There's probably a bunch of them, all hanging out in the basement. They're watching TV or maybe playing video games. There's lots of joking around, laughing, maybe some roughhousing, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. And maybe one has gone into the liquor cabinet to see what else he can find. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20-year-olds. And almost a third of our teens report that they started drinking before they were 15. You can check the stats at checkthestatsnh.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids, but we have to start now before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at checkthestatsnh.org and help the Partnership for a Drug-Free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today. 
Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. In 2013, there were over 3,700 DUI arrests in New Hampshire. That averages out to over 10 each day. Even more frightening is that those are just the people who got caught. Driving under the influence risks not only your own life and freedom, but the safety of everybody on the road. Which path are you on? Find out at therongpath.org. Sponsored by the New Hampshire Liquor Commission Division of Enforcement and aired in cooperation with the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters and this station. Be a part of the conversation and call in at 603-883-9900. You're listening to 1250 Manchester, ESPN, New Hampshire. Mario, 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 Mario! Conkin, New Hampshire, 8 Loudon Road. All right, I got the thank yous. I got the rant out of the way. Hope you enjoyed it. And again, thank you to Justin Selvin. Thanks, Sully, for that intro. That was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and we are graced, as we usually are on a Friday, and he took the time to rush right out of court. And he uh, he booked it up here, and he's in Concord. He just walked into the Wild Rings now, and uh, I don't know if we can hear him. Mr. Bob Bardis, how are you, sir? Excellent. Good afternoon, Jimmy. Hello, Justin, back on the board. 
Hello, Laszlo. Glad to have you here, buddy, on the final stretch run. I would not miss it. We are right down the street from the NASCAR track. I'm going to miss Kristen Lestock. We can't forget to thank her and Gavin oh, and everybody yes. up there. I was texting everybody with up her. There. Yep. yep, I thank them very much. They have a little uh, auto show going on there this weekend, do yes. they not? Yes, yes. I saw that. Wally the Green Monster will be there. I heard it uh, <laughs> advertised on EEI, so good for them. And uh, welcome aboard, and it is time, uh, as we usually do on a Thursday, except there's no Thursday night football, thank God. To dissect, uh, we bring on our man from Sportfolio.com for the final time, Mario Magola. And Mario, don't worry, the Mario song will come in the end. But I'm on a Bruce <laughs> kick right now, so I had I had a segue into that. And considering you are a Jersey guy, I, I, I can see Bruce applies. You know? Yeah. Honestly, it was a little a little jarring to not hear it, only to then realize I have to follow that last segment. That's like. I think the hardest thing to do right now is to, to pick up where you left off and go right into it and then transition to football. So, Yeah, well, I, ho- I hope you agree with me, though. I mean, we're the state of sports media and people expecting these kids to work for free and then, and, and, you know, left and right, people getting laid off and just uh, people not backing up their opinions and social media. I, I hope you're with me, Mario. Things got to change soon. In and I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, I, I wanted to save my thank you to you for the very end because I wanted to specifically thank you for the opportunity for being on here pretty much every week. And But it, it ties right into what you just said. Like What I wrote down was that I just wanted to say thank you for letting me come on here and talk about what I love. And isn't that in itself the whole point of what you're getting at? Like Here I am, yeah. somebody that that has basically studied football as if it was a degree in college. And to be able to come on and talk about it, there's no avenue for that. That's not a, you know, it's not something that you, that you just luck into or, you know, can prepare certain steps to get there. You just keep doing it, and there was a little bit of luck involved. There was a little bit of a, a, a friend of a friend of a friend. But we got, you know, we got paired up with this, and I'm very grateful for that. But it's, it's a lot just because we keep trying. You kept trying you know, to get on the air, I kept trying to write my football stuff, and it it came together. So thank you for that. Yeah. And yeah, it goes and to that sure. message that you just keep pushing forward. Yep. That's all you got to do, and that's all I plan to do, and I know that's what Sully's going to do as well, and Bob Bardis is doing. I mean, I think Bob's a great example. I mean, he's a guy who's a... Uh, He's a lawyer, and then he realized he had a passion for radio, right, Bob? That's that's how it started. And now I'm, you're you're following it. I'm I'm either telling a story in the courtroom and taking the listeners, being the judge and jury, along for the for the ride, or here I can apply my NASCAR talents and uh, take the listeners into the NASCAR world one left turn at a time. And the great thing is, you're a lawyer, so you know when the guy you're arguing with is full of bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Cross-examination helps a little bit at times here. I know it's hard to see the interviewer out there. Exactly. So, Eddie, right into it, uh, Mario, as we we won't be on throughout the playoffs, so we're going to kind of just wrap it all up in one here and look ahead. And, uh, you know, instead of giving the four picks against the spread, uh, we decided to, uh, you know, go in and look at the whole big shebang and the whole big picture and the Super Bowl odds and, um, you know, I, I'll take your picks, who you like this week, quick, but and then we'll just look at the picture, the big picture. So give me your uh, your picks for this week. I'll go. I'll go with just the winners. A little easier that way. Yeah, I, that's I all think, I want to. I do think Seattle pulls off the upset. I think it's a close game anyway. I think Seattle does win. Uh, I mean, you can't not like the Patriots. If, if you don't pick the Patriots, I don't know. I don't know what you're seeing. So you got Seahawks <laughs> and Patriots on Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think the Chiefs are actually the team that people are missing this weekend. They're just 
apparently not being considered as one of the best in the AFC despite being the two seed. I do think the Chiefs pull off the home win. Packers-Cowboys is probably the best game of the weekend. I, I... I do think the Cowboys pull it out. I think they just have that type of running game that will wear down Green Bay. So I have Chiefs-Cowboys and Patriots-Seahawks advancing, which not many surprises there. They're all, you know, obviously everyone here is a, a four-seed or better. But what it does is it cleans out pretty much all of the, all, the, all the garbage. And the Texans are the last team that's really not great that are still alive. So mm-hmm. you move into next week and you have – in my opinion, you have the two number one seeds, Patriots and Cowboys, and yep. Seattle and Kansas City. So two ones, a two, and a three, which is pretty chalk, but that's honestly the way the season has been. If you look at the right. odds, and I, I sent you the odds before just to kind of yep. be on the same page, there's, there's a few teams that, that just jump off the page. The Seahawks, out of the, the uh, eight teams still alive, they are the seventh favorite to win. They are the second worst odds to win the Super Bowl. I am blown away by that number. They're right now, by what I sent you, 13-1 to 1 odds to win. The only team worse is the Texans, which, again, we, we, can't, we can't consider them. You have a Seattle team that, if they win and Green Bay wins, Seattle would host the NFC Championship game. So yeah. I'm not ready to instantly put them in the Super Bowl, but if you're looking at odds and you're looking at teams that have really good value, Seattle is the best value play of the playoffs right now. They are 13-1, to 1, which, again, second worst of the remaining teams. They have to play mm-hmm. an Atlanta team who's not experienced. Now, Atlanta's offense is awesome, but Seattle's offense is very good, and people tend to forget about that. Russell Wilson, like, he doesn't lose games. He has, he has made the playoffs in all five of his first seasons, and this, is, this to me is outrageous. They have won a playoff game with Russell Wilson, all five years he's been there. So not one instance of a one-and-done for him. And in his 11 playoff games, which is an insane amount, by the way, they have scored at least 23 points 10 times. So we always want to talk about Seattle's defense because they're great. But we tend to forget about how good Seattle's offense is and how good Russell Wilson is. So even if Atlanta does score, I don't see Seattle not scoring either. I see them keeping pace. And all of a sudden you have a situation where they're either going to Dallas, which – is winnable, or they're hosting the Packers. Imagine Seahawks hosting the NFC Championship game right now. Wow! At thirteen to one odds to win it all, like Whoa. they're the team from the NFC that I that I want to buy the most. I'm not sh- not sure if they will. They have a hard road, but the Packers basically have the same exact road as the Seahawks, and they have better odds. They are eight to one odds. They have mm. to play the Cowboys now, which most likely the Seahawks would have to play, and if the Seahawks lose and the Packers win, Packers would have to go to Atlanta. So they have the same exact road, yet much better odds. That, to me, is honestly a function of perception and this insane hot streak that the Packers are on. So from the NFC, if I'm, if I'm picking a team for value, it's the, it's the Seahawks. And I think I'm still leaning on them anyway, even if odds were not a consideration. I really like Seattle. Okay. I like uh, you know what I can't disagree with you on that, and you make a great point there that uh, if somehow the Packers would have win and they beat Atlanta, they got home advantage, and all of a sudden, uh, if you didn't take those odds, you can get right now. They're going to be a lot less later. So right, uh, a and again, good point by you, my friend. For sure, exactly. Those are value plays. Listen, Mario, we want to thank you for everything you've done uh, for, with the stretch run. It's been a great pleasure getting to know you on air. I hope we can continue the friendship off air, and I'm always here if you need me, buddy. Me too, Jimmy. I- like I said before, I cannot appreciate it enough. 
Uh, same goes for Justin, too, back there. Thank you so much, Justin. I know I know it's a lot of work, so we appreciate it from our side, too. So thank, thank you right. guys for the, for the opportunity. And, here, and here's your song one more time. Mario Magola of Sportfolio.com on his last appearance here on the Stretch Run. When we get back, we're going to talk some Patriots, Texans with Chris Price at WEEI.com here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Stay with us. Mario, 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 Mario. to the stretch run with jimmy murphy stay tuned for the right time with bomani jones only here on espn new hampshire radio espnnhradio.com this is the most beautiful thing i ever seen find the latest schedules show blogs podcast and all the breaking sports news in our area from high school to the pros awesome want some new apparel yeah baby <laughs> visit espnnhradio.com for shirts and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. Are you going through a rough patch right now and could use some help from professionals? Are you unsure of how to proceed and could use a guiding hand? Well, then let the attorneys at Dehar Law Firm make life easier for you. At Dehar Law Firm, they handle a wide variety of cases, anything from bankruptcy or divorce to estate planning and personal injury. Contact Eleanor Dehar at 603-622-6595 or visit Dehar.com for more information. Dehar Law Firm, serving individuals and businesses in New Hampshire since 1958. TrySofi.com is the smart, easy way to save money on your student loans. Now they want you to know about the smart, easy way to save money on your credit card debt. That's with a TrySofi.com personal loan. If you're hardworking, in a good job, and have great credit, but you have credit card debt, a TrySofi.com personal loan with their low fixed rates and no fees is the smart alternative to credit cards. The national average interest rate on credit cards is over 15%. In most cases, you can cut your interest rate in half with SoFi. Find out how much you can save by going to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com. SoFi lends up to $100,000. Checking your rate will not affect your credit score. Go to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com for low fixed rate personal loans with no application or origination fees. Terms, conditions, and state restrictions apply. California Finance Lender Law License Number 6054612. NMLS Number 1121636. Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health-related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses, and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger. Families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States, and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance through United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation. 
Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Visit NAJB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters. Visit our online job bank at NAJB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. Students, visit NAJB.org to apply for the NAJB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships. NAJB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. You're listening to the home of New England sports on 1250 Manchester. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Still got another chance, another opportunity to go out there and play, but, you know, only thing matters, you know, getting the win, so you got to prepare to the best and uh, play your best because, you know, all the teams left are the best teams, so you got to be ready to play. Well, I think he's a you know big guy in the pocket. Um, he can stand tall in there. He can make all the throws, and he's also you know athletic to where he can get out and extend plays. So, um, as a front, you have to do a great job with your pass rush integrity and understand that you know he's a, he's a good quarterback in the pocket. He can make all the throws. I mean, I just crave the big game moments. You know, playing in games that matter. You know, a lot of times you don't really get to do things that matter, um, and I get I have a chance to do that right now. It's very diverse and it's very competitive, uh, but it's it's uh, we got a we got a room full of brothers in there. And welcome back to the stretch run, the final stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. I am your host Jimmy Murphy. Bob Bardis alongside me here live from the Buffalo Wild Wings. In Conkin, New Hampshire, 8 Loudon Road. Come on by and say hello. It is happy hour. And you, you can be only happy when you're eating these wings. And I've got my parma. Well, actually, they're pretty much gone. Two out of ten left. Uh, <laughs> they're only handed to me in segment two. Uh, Parmesan, garlic, and honey barbecue might go to. But they have plenty of other flavors here. I'm sure Bob will partake soon. Bob, sure, you gonna, sure. you're going to dive in there? Absolutely. All right. It's on, it's on them. <laughs> Uh, but uh, hey, it's uh, it was great first two segments of this uh, this final stretch run, and, and on to join us now. We appreciate him taking the time today and all the other times he's come on the show. And that is my old friend and colleague from weei.com, Chris Price. How you doing, Chris? Good, Murphy. I'm honored to be a part of it this afternoon. I really am, my friend. I appreciate, it, man. Hey, it's like. Uh, Full circle, man. We, I mean, I, I started off with you back at the Boston Metro, and here we are. So uh, we keep plugging, and you're doing a great job over there at EI.com. And uh, I appreciate you, that. You know, and you're down there today. Build, give us the atmosphere. Is it starting to build up in terms of excitement around Foxborough, or is it sort of the typical Patriots-Belichick business-like status quo? There is very little buzz. There's very little energy. There's very little excitement, quite frankly. I think that I, I love put it. Out, I put it put this out on Twitter the other day, I think this is the least hyped, least anticipated playoff game the Patriots have ever had under Belichick. I, I really do. And I think, look, some of that, you know, obviously most of that comes back to the fact that they're facing a Houston team that's just not very good. You know, I, I think that, you know, guys in the locker room have, of course, done their due diligence when it comes to bumping up the Texans. But I, I think that this sets up to be the type of game like we've seen from this team in you know years past, I think the, the, the best comparison, at least going in, is that Denver, um, uh, the divisional playoff game when Tebow came in, and I think I think the final score of that one was forty-five to ten. I think this one's going to be 
in that same sort of neighborhood because, you know, look, even if the Houston defense plays the game of its life, I can't see Brock Osweiler getting the Houston offense to a point where they can put, say, 25 to, you know, 30 points on the board against this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know many people, and I'm not one, I'm not one of them that disagree with you. I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like the only thing that could happen is, is, you know, God forbid a major injury or they beat themselves. But other than and even if they do beat themselves, I still don't see them losing, but they might not cover. But I, I think that, you know, <laughs> that's about it, and that's all you can look at it. One thing I am curious about, though, and I think, it, you know, is still of curiosity is how he's going to handle that receiving group who dresses, who doesn't. What is the latest spin you got there, and, and how have you interpreted what you're being told there? I think they're going with five wide receivers because I think very early on the game plan is going to be start fast, spread them out, and just try and pick them apart and put as many points on the board as you can in the early going and then kind of sit on the ball and go to LeGarrette Blunt's second half. So I think the one thing that I would be cautious about is when the Patriots have struggled in years past or games past, they've struggled against teams with deep passing games. And, and teams that have a quality fourth and fifth option in the passing game. And, and I think that if they do end up dressing five wide receivers, that would leave them a little bit shorthanded at the quarterback spot. So I'm going to be fascinated to see how it all works out. But I'm, I, I think that they're going to dress five wide receivers. I think they're going to go all in, and I think we're going to see a lot of passing really going against it. And how much of that having Amendola in there is for the punt return situation? Yeah, I think it's the majority of it, quite frankly, at this point. Because, look, I think Cyrus Jones does well as could be expected, but I don't think that they want to depend on Cyrus Jones in a big moment at this time of the year. So I think the majority of Amendola being healthy is, is you know geared toward him working as the punt returner again. But, yeah, I think he's going to get his reps working as a wide receiver. But, but yeah, it, it is. It's going to be fascinating to see how things kind of all shake out, not just at the, you know, the punt returner position, but we see Deion Lewis and James White working as kick returners, how it all how it's all going to kind of come together from a special teams perspective on Saturday. The, the other thing, too, we, we talk about kind of potential doomsday scenarios here, and this is something I've talked about with, with other folks in the past. If, if Houston is able to get a fluky special teams play in the early going, a blocked mm-hmm. punt, a, a run back for a touchdown, that's the kind of thing that could kind of put the Patriots back on their heels a little bit. I think if you're Houston, you want to be able to kind of take it to them early and surprise them early, and that's one of the things, that's one of the areas where I think they might be able to surprise the Patriots at least in the early going. All right. Bob? Uh, Chris, I saw on your Twitter feed LeGarrette Blunt was missing again today. Any insight yeah. on that? Yeah, he's, he's, he's dealing with an illness right now. There's a couple of guys in the team who, who have kind of the cold slash flu. Um, it's nothing tremendously worrisome, at least at this point. Um, basically, the bottom line, I mean, it's not like a knee or an ankle or a, an elbow or something like that. He's basically got, a, you know, a, again, a kind of a cold and flu situation there. A handful of guys, including Julian Edelman, who are kind of fighting through the same thing. So um, I think he's a little hobbled, but again, I, I wouldn't expect it to be the sort of thing that's going to keep him out or kind of limit him on uh, Saturday night. Chris, uh, just to follow up on Blunt there, too, and we've spoke about it a couple times this week, you know, for all the bad things we say about Houston and for us not giving them much of a chance, they still do have a very formidable uh, front there on defense. And obviously Clowney, Clowney's getting a lot of love right now, and rightfully so. Uh, but we've seen the Patriots answer to a situation like that. And unlike other teams who try to run around that, the Patriots seem to be like, you know what, we're just going to do our best to shove it down your throat. And if you can stop it, good on you. And uh, do you expect that off the bat from Blunt? Yeah, I do, and I think that if you look at at least the numbers when it comes to the Houston defense, the, the, 
if there's an area of vulnerability, and we saw some of this in the September game, and I would caution people about trying to draw too much between that team and this team because these are two really different teams. But I think one of the things that we did see in the September game that we might see more of this time around is the fact that Houston's occasionally vulnerable against the run. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see, like I said a little bit earlier, the Patriots try and spread them out early, try and you know try and go fast and try and put some points on the board in the early going, and then hand it to Blunt in the second half, and he comes away with a you know 22 carries, 110 yards, and two touchdowns. Kind of a line. So... Um, yeah, I, I think that there, there's a couple of different ways to attack this Houston defense. I think that primarily, obviously, your goal, your primary goal, is to be able to, um, you know, keep Tom Brady upright, keep him healthy, and keep him, you know, keep him, in, in, keep keep him okay in the pocket as long as possible. But you know, the idea of running at them, I, I think there is something to that. I'm going to be fascinated to see how Houston decides to respond if they do end up doing that. Yeah, because that can just sort of set the tempo so early, and if you take that sort of one little threat that they, or not little, but one threat or element that they have out of it immediately, then, you know, they're all but done. So we'll see what happens there. Chris, before we let you go, I want to bounce around the NFL, look at some of the other games and get your spin on them. We just had Mario Magola on, and we're kind of looking at the, the overall odds of teams right now that are still alive to win the Super Bowl and who, in, in his eyes, he's a handicapper, who the, the best value pick is. And he looked at the... Seattle Seahawks right now at 13 to 1 and he he reasoned it with like I mean look at this way if they go in there and they beat Atlanta which there's a very good chance of uh and then Green Bay was able to stun the the Cowboys all of a sudden Seattle is hosting the NFC championship so just your your take on how you kind of see the NFC shaking out right now I see it exactly the same way. I think Seattle's going to pull the upset, and, and I also think that Green Bay is going to pull the upset. I, I like those two teams. As a matter of fact, the only game where I'm not picking the home team this week is the Patriots. I think the road team, including Pittsburgh, all those road teams are going to win this, uh, this weekend. I'd like Seattle, and if they can get anything out of that ground game going forward from town to crawl, I think they're in real good shape. I understand that they're without Earl Thomas, but and, and that changes things them defensively, but I think what they've been able to do over the last handful of years, the mental toughness they've shown, I really, really like that team. And, and again, I'm, I'm going all in on the Packers, man. I am. I really like where Aaron Rodgers is headed. I, I like what he's doing. And I think if there is one team in the NFC that's capable of knocking those guys off, it's going to be Green Bay. Yeah, and the one thing I keep going back to, I've said it all week, and I'm going to repeat myself now, is just the lack of experience from the two most important players on the Dallas lineup in Prescott yeah. and Elliott. You know, I, I think that plays such an amazing role when you get to the playoffs. It's just, it can't be undervalued. And when your two best guys are just so raw and rookies like that, it's going to play a role in that game, and I think we're going to see that. So I'm with you on that. As far as the AFC goes, I'm sure you're picking the Patriots to come out of the AFC. You seem to like Pittsburgh to come into Foxborough next week for the AFC title game. But I would expect you think if that is the case, it's going to be a much tougher and much closer game. Yeah, I do. I, and I feel like you, know, you talk about being there before, and I, I think that you know the majority of that Pittsburgh team, they've been together for a while. They know what it takes to win in big games and big moments. Big Ben Roethlisberger in particular. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Steelers at this point. I, I think the Steelers... And the Patriots clearly right now are the two best teams in the AFC. And I think that's where we're headed for an AFC championship team. So, look, as long as the Patriots stay at home, I think they're in great shape. And, you know, the fact that they have home field, the fact that they have the top seed, I think that set them up very, very nicely for a deep run into the game. 
That sounds good, my friend. Well, I know you're pressed for time, Chris. We will let you go, and we appreciate you taking the time, my friend. And uh, enjoy it. And I, I was talking to Pete Shepard, and we're going to have him on next here. So we're going back-to-back WEI, and we look forward to listening to you and him with the uh, NFL pregame on Sunday, all right? Sounds good, Murph. Take care, and we'll talk very, very soon. All right, keep in touch, my friend. That is Chris Price at WEI.com joining us here on a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, Bob, before we cut to break there, in case I don't get a chance, you know, because we're going to motor through now. It's all, <laughs> all guest content coming. But uh, what's, your, what's your take on the playoffs? Who are you liking? Start with the AFC. All right, starting with AFC. Well, obviously, home team, we're staying with the Patriots. Uh, I like KC. KC has always been tough at home for decades upon decades. You I'm do, with you. you. You don't underestimate KC at home. They're like the Rodney it's, Dangerfield it's, right it's now. It's the same way you always take Seattle at home, but now they're on the road, so that one is, to me, going to be the game to watch. But I think Russell Wilson steps up. We saw this Ripkowski running back here last week. Uh, start to come into there and bust through that line so that that's going to be a guy for me to watch you know and you know bob you look at that right now that game and everyone keeps saying i like the underdog in this i like yeah it's so weird to hear them say underdog because you almost right. feel like with the way everybody's looking at this game why is seattle not the favorite so you gotta be careful what does vegas know that we don't but i know it's gonna be tough i i just think experience like i said plays a huge role the one thing i think atlanta has going for them is matt ryan right now I don't care what he's going to say to the media, or what his teammates will say, what the coaching staff says. This is a potential statement game for him. Mm-hmm. Time to take me for yep. serious. I'm about yep. to win the MVP. And, like, he could win the MVP, but if he loses his game, nobody's going to look at him that way. Exactly. you got to exactly. win when it counts. Yep. And he's never really done that. So that is the one reason why yesterday I did pick Atlanta. I'm probably one of the few, but <laughs> I see it happening. Uh, what about the other games on Sunday? You said KC, uh, and then what was the other one? Uh, last one Dallas, is, is Packers. Yeah. Dallas Packers. I mean, we, we haven't seen Aaron Rodgers. Eben flow. He's up, he's down. He looked good last week. Uh, at the same time, don't underestimate young talent who believe in oh, themselves. Okay. So how, many times, me. how many times have we seen young talent, whether it's Cowboy up from Red Sox right through, when somebody says you can't get it done, and I'm going with Dallas. All right, my friend. Well, he got, he's got the Cowboys there. That is Bob Bartis. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings here in Concord, New Hampshire, 8 Loudon Road. Come on by. It's happy hour. We'll be back in the next segment with more, another more WWI guys uh, and former Stretch Run host Pete Shepard joins me here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire.
Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honest Society. I'm a leader in a Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary in the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me. And I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart. Push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit Apple Therapy. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. This is New Hampshire's home for sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. In Napoli, where love is king, when boy meets girl, here's what they say. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing the bell. 
hard to play tippy tippy tay tippy tippy tay like a guitar and when the stars make you drool just like a pastefazul at samore when you dance down the street ah oh, you think i was going to bring my paisan on and not play that for him my former co-host and now you can find him on WEEI he does a great job with the guest you just heard Chris Price on Sundays with their NFL game day pregame show he'll give me the exact name there I apologize but he is joining me now the one and only Pete Shepard how you doing Shep um I need a Kleenex you know my boy my boy <laughs> you know you know <laughs> hey I mean, I think you have three fourths of the NFL Sunday show on. You had me, Chris Price, and Jay Barenci. I mean, all we need is Steel Gates and the FCN, and and, uh, and we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's it's the it's a part two right here. But anyhow, my friend, hey Pete, listen. Before we get into uh, some Patriots talk, I just I, I started the show. I, I I did a little rant, and I I I infused the the classic scene. And I don't know if you were a fan of the show or you watched it, Newsroom with Jeff Daniels, but he had a that rant he went on about the state of America and the media and all that. Yeah, I and, you remember know, I kinda, it, yeah. You know, well, you know, it, obviously some things that have happened in recent days and stuff and, and things that are going on in general recently in the sports media scene uh, that we're here, even specifically in Boston, it got me thinking it's a, it's a lot like the state of our government or the state of society, and it's, it's just kind of going down the tubes, and I, I pleaded to the the gentlemen like Justin, the young lads coming up the ranks to, you know, do it. When they, when they get this platform, use it. And, and don't just don't just be one of these people that throws stuff out there for the hell of it. Back it up. Think it think it through and say it. And, you know, bring something to the table. And I, I just kind of want to get your take on that and what if you agree with me. Yeah, I mean, are you talking about our friends in Bristol who claim that Boston is a racist? city, that kind of thing, and have nothing to back it up? Is that what you're talking about? It, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I went on a rant last night. I did. I was on from 10 to 2 in the morning last night, and uh, and obviously my buddies in the morning, Kirk and Callahan, have done a great job. This week. The problem is, and I don't know how many times I've discussed it, uh, not only the EI, but also the ESPN in New Hampshire in the time I was there, um, the only bad thing about working at ESPN New Hampshire was constantly having to defend that we did not have anything to do with Bristol. And unfortunately, every single radio station with the ESPN brand gets lumped in with Bristol. In fact, there was a tweet out earlier today that you probably saw that I, uh, and he's like, you know, they're, they're this, they're that, and, you know, I may not listen to Murph, but I said, like, we have nothing, Murph doesn't have anything to do with what happens in Bristol. We don't have any say in Mortensen or the, the, the ridiculous comments that have been made recently by Bomani Jones and and Spain and um, what's his name? Uh, that, uh, uh, Amin El-Hassan. That, I mean, all, all these knuckleheads who have basically made up lies and the corporate lackeys over in Bristol refuse and are cowardly jackasses Refuse to let them come on any place and, and you know, not even defend themselves, but just say why they feel the way they do. Uh, it's just so cowardly. It's so typical ESPN in Bristol uh, because they don't like confrontation. They don't like to be challenged. There's been a sense of enabling and entitlement with that network 
for way, way too many, for too many years, and I've been calling them out for 15 years. And it takes away, unfortunately, from the great people that do work here, the really good ones, like a field gate and others that um, I'm very fond of, that do a great job, like Wendy Nix, like Susie Colbert, uh, amongst mm-hmm. others, Steve Young. I mean, there's a lot of good people there. And it gets overshadowed because, because their bosses are a bunch of cowardly jackasses who let their reporters go on or let their hosts go on the air, who on shows, who, by the way, their shows do zero ratings in the big market, zeros, and the only reason is that they have jobs is they show up in these little dinky markets around the country that, that they're the only show in town. And they act like they're above and beyond. It's, 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 if you listen to ESPN, Mike and Mike get zero ratings in Boston. I don't know what they do in Nashville. I assume it's the same. Because it's a very parochial area. Um, New England is a very parochial area. And you're not going to, you know, they just don't drive the passion that, you know, guys like you, me, you know, and my buddy George Russell on SMN, I mean, they drive passion. They're passionate about it. You know, Bob Bart is another one. Um, and, and the guests that we've had on. Bob's right here, by the way. I, Bob's right here. Huh? Bob is right here with me, oh, actually. Bob I forgot to tell hey, you Bob, that. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon, hey, sir, and doing very well. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I, I miss you, buddy. But, I mean, it's just its really, really frustrating. Um, it's been going on for a long time over there. And, you know, this is a network that's spending $9.6 billion in rights fees a year. And they're barely making a profit after it. And I'm telling you, people in Bristol, uh, and, and I know I've talked to people that work there, and I'm telling you, they know in two, three, three and a half years, that network is going to be very different, very, very different than what's happening. But it's, it's so cowardly by them to allow their people to say the things that they have said about Boston and not be held accountable for it. And then they act like, uh, you know, all the high and mighty, like they're above everybody else. They're a joke. These people don't get ratings at all. The, the reason why you're in this business is to get ratings. If you don't get ratings or want to... Um, I want to work in a company that is about getting ratings, and you're wasting your time. You're absolutely wasting your time. That's what this business is all about. It's a business. It's about getting ratings. And when you have shows on ESPN nationally that do zeros in almost every major market, and even like a Skip Bayless now with that knucklehead Shannon Sharp on FS1, they have done, and and, and only in, I think, what, six out of 56 major markets have they done above an 0.2. That is pathetic. They're getting zeros across the board. Nobody watches those shows. Nobody. You know, you know, you know as you say this, as you say this, Pete, they've got it on the big screen here at the Buffalo Wild Wings, 8 Loud and Rowan and Concord, and they, the topic right now on Sports Nation is they're excited for Ice Cube's 3-on-3 league. Like there's I'm nothing watching, else to I'm talk watching. about in sports I'm right them, now. I'm putting back, I'm putting back are, to are that in NFL Network. It's, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Ice Cube's 3-on-3 league. That's about as exciting as Don Yee's. You know, crazy days are going to put up those four teams in, at, uh, outside in Southern California to play football. You know, I mean, give me a break. I mean, but this, I mean, no one's watching it. I mean, we're watching it because it's on. But who the hell trained it? Who the hell cares what freaking ice sets? But because you're going to hire Allen Iverson. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. Garbage. Allen Iverson. But what are you going to? What network can you show that? What are you going to show it on? ESPN nine. You know, some digital, <laughs> some digital outlet in freaking Mongolia. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I'm right with you, my friend. I'm right with you. Listen, I love that. That was a perfect epic rant for the last <laughs> stretch run here. As I said in the beginning, we're going out in style. And, my friend, I want to – I know you're pressed for time, so 
you know, That's, I, I wanted few, to have I you few, on. I got a, a few minutes, yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, but before we run out of time, I do want to thank you, Pete, for giving me the chance and getting me in the door here at ESPN New Hampshire and, and having me on as your co-host, and I was honored to carry it on uh, after you left, and uh, it, it's been great getting to know you not only on the air but off, so I, I appreciate that, my friend. Well, I want to say, first of all, I mean, kudos to our, he's not there anymore, but a, a great general manager, a great guy. I call him a kid because I'm 49. He's, but Justin Bassanelli, I, I, I don't, you know, you have to work in this business for over, you know, I've been now 27, 28 years, you know, going on 28 years. This, and I've worked at all markets. And I'm just telling you what that kid did or that young man did for that radio station went above and beyond what anybody would do in that market, considering the circumstances. And, you know, it's a small market. You have a limited budget. You have limited promotion. And I just think sometimes he went way underappreciated. And it was uh, there's a lot of BS that goes on in this business all the time. And people think they know better than they do. No business people working in the business or even commenting on it in any way, shape, or form. But I'm telling you, that guy was the backbone of that place. Uh, Nick Anastas, the PD there. Uh, did a wonderful job as well. Um, you know, we had a really good staff there from when I was there. So I was talking to Mike Manansky last night. Because we, you know, I saw him. He was doing the show before me. And we were talking about what a, you know, it was a, it was a pleasure to work there. It's just, uh, you know, there's no question about the frustration at times because most of us have been in this business a long time. Uh, and like you, Mark, are as good as anybody. And you have a lot of connections. You have a lot of followers. Uh, you know a lot of people, and it's obvious by the passion that follows your shows you do. It's just sometimes you feel, a, a, you know, a tad underappreciated by people who have no idea what they're talking about. And that's where the frustrating part. And being back in Boston, uh, you know, at least uh, we all know where we stand. It's a, it's, it's a different animal, um, by far and away a different animal. And, uh, you know, we call people out on their BS. I mean, you see it all the time in all our shows. I mean... It's, uh, it's not personal, it's professional sometimes, and I know it gets a little dicey in certain situations, but I want people to know that guys like you, guys like Justin Bastinelli, guys like Bob Bardis, uh, Mike Grinnell, uh, Laura Stolchuk, uh, Pete Terrier, Pete Hoekstra, those guys, um, you know, did a lot. I mean, they, they get it. You know, they get it. And, we had, you know, we had a good staff there, and I, I, I felt bad at times because... You know, we it, it, it was like sometimes talking to a brick wall with some other people. And um, it's unfortunate that it has to be the way, but, you know, that's the nature of the business. You know me, I don't pull any punches. And, and I, I, know, had a leave when I, I had to leave when I did because of certain family obligations I had in Rhode Island and the fact that I just I, 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 I had to be back in Boston. I had to kind of be on call there for a while, and it's going... It's going really well, and uh, I have no, I have yeah, no I regrets. And I, and, and I love the fact that Tom Monahan, the owner of ESPN New Hampshire, was, was very good to me when he hired me. He didn't have to do it. Um, but, again, that was, you know, <laughs> the BS I had to do with that, despite my win with, with, with a bunch of other people that worked there or used to work there that lied about their asses. It was ridiculous and embarrassed themselves. Um, again, who had no clue about the business who said they would and you know they were they were they were squeezed out, and I'm, I'm happy to say I had, had a, you know that I don't want to see anybody lose their job. When you have people in this business who lie behind your back and lie about other people constantly, 
I got, no, I got no use for them. None. And they can call me and text me and tweet me anytime they want, and I will challenge them any place, anywhere, anytime. If they want to get into a debate about serious radio, you call me collect. I'm right here. We can talk about all the BS that goes on in this business. Not to mention in Bristol, but around the, the entire area. So I, I just you, hope friend. that they appreciate what you have done, what Bob Bartis has done, what everybody has done for that station on the year. It takes a lot of balls, and a lot of heart, and a lot of work to put together a three-hour show every single day with the amount of guests that you get, the quality of shows that we do. And, you know, it's great to do high school sports and all that stuff, and and that's great. That's a nice little niche audience. But when you're talking about the quality of shows that we did with the with the New England sports that were involved between UMass Lowell and New Hampshire and all the Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, and Sox, the amount of work that was put in, um, second to none, and I would put our shows more up against anybody's in the country at any time and, and and challenge anybody to comment on the quality and information. I mean, it was entertaining, it was informative, it was quality guests. And that's, that's what it's all about. You know, and anything besides that, I don't want to hear. And if anybody has comments beside that, you know, kiss my ass. Because it's you're, not... You're not, a, uh, it's, you're not about shots rolling down a guy's back? That's... No, no. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's great. You know, charming radio there, that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just, uh, hey, that's buddy. Just wonderful. But. <laughs> Listen, my friend, you get to what you got to do, and you know we're going to be on the air again together soon. And uh, and, and and what is it? I keep getting the name wrong. Uh, your, your pregame show on, uh, no, on well, Sundays. Here's thing, well, here's the thing. I, I, I'm a host, I've been a host of NFL Sunday since the beginning of football season, which is basically the Patriots pregame four-hour show. Myself, awesome. Tom Curran, um, Tom E. Curran from St. Anthony and the CSN, and Christopher Bryce, obviously you've had him on or about to have him on. Uh, from EDI.com, and we've become really good friends. He's a terrific guy to work with. Plus, we had Phil Yates yep. on every Sunday. Pete Davidson from Rotoband and, uh, and and DraftKings is on with us, and Christian Forey, of course, from the OMFers. And it's just a, it's a tremendous show. It's the, it's the best free game show uh, out there. Not to mention, you know, I, I do a whole bunch of other shifts, all different day parts of EDI. Tomorrow night I'll be on from 6 to 10 from Boston Convention Center in Sackmurf. I'd like you to come on and talk a little Bruins hockey with me tomorrow, but we'll work out a time if you can do it. Um, anytime, buddy. Call up by anytime. Phone. Call anytime. Up by Sounds phone. like a plan. Then, yeah, and I'll be on. I'll be on Saturday, four to eight, and then Sunday, uh, nine to uh, twelve thirty. Awesome. Looking forward to it, my friend. And uh, I know you're excited for the playoffs as well. Enjoy them. All right. Patriots thirty-seven to seven. Mark it down. All right. I like that. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. It's marked down. That is my prediction as well. That is Pete Shepard. Shep, have a good one, my friend, and we'll send you out with a little of your favorite there, some Bob Seeger. Hope you enjoy it. All right. right. Pete Shepard joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be back with Cole Wright of NFL Network.